Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo and hello, everybody. Mike here. This is Golden Age of Cardboard Podcast, hopefully your favorite vintage podcast that's out there. And uh, yeah, welcome to another episode. Today is going to be just a solo episode for me. Uh, I wanted to do this for a while because I get a lot of questions about, uh, you know, the set registry. And I think there's a lot of people out there that hate PSA. <laughs> And I totally get that, why you might hate PSA. That's totally understandable. But the one thing that pretty much universally people can say is that the set registry is a pretty cool thing. And I have been a set registry guy for, God, close, closing in on 15 years. And it's something that I really enjoy. And I wanted to share that with you, why I like it so much. And maybe you can understand a little bit why so many collectors are set registry guys. Uh, there's a lot of people that have never done set registries. They just don't know how or don't know what's, you know, what's the deal? Like, why is it such a big deal? And the answer is for some collectors, it may not be a big deal at all. They don't care. Uh, okay. Um, but for those that you, you that do, I'm going to show you some of my favorites tonight. I'm going to show you kind of how to do it. I'm going to this will be a very YouTube friendly video and episode. So if you're listening on podcast, you will get something out of this, but it will be very different than the experience you would have if you're watching this on YouTube. I will try to explain everything that I'm doing uh, as best that I can as I go through this, but I'm telling you, go look for bench clear media on YouTube. And if you want to go see this and, and watch this there, that would be, probably even more enlightening for you. So let's get into it. Uh, I have, I'm going to share my screen here and again, try to describe as best I can what's going on as I do this. And I'm just going to have my screen pulled up. So here's, here's the deal. When you get a PSA card and you want to add it to your inventory, you will have an inventory and you can, there's an add inventory button. You can put in the uh, certain number of the card and in it goes. So when you add inventory, you'll put in the certain number and there's a little checkbox down there that says, add these items to all of your existing sets where they match or replace items if the rating on the new item is higher. So it'll do it for you. If you put in a card that you know might, you know, in, be included in multiple set registries or even just one set registry, it'll it'll add it for you if you check that box when you add a card into your inventory. So here's, uh, I'm looking at my active inventory right now as it's pulling up. It's very slow. <laughs> I have a lot of cards there. Um, 
so you can see that it'll, it'll for me i only show 100 at a time because the system starts puking on itself but because i have currently 2929 cards you know on on my inventory in psa and so there's several ways to do this. There are, you can start set registries for just about anything you can possibly imagine. Uh, player runs. Uh, you can start them for different, you know, if you just want all the 1954, you can do complete sets. You can do just Hall of Famers from that set. Just teams from a certain set. If you want the 55 Dodge Tops Dodgers because they won the World Series or whatever, you might do that kind of stuff. Uh, and it will tell you which cards are in that set. Um, what's cool about set registries also is it ranks you against other people. And that's just kind of neat. Not from a, you know, it's more of a personal ego. I'm just going to admit it. It, it <laughs> It's like, wow, okay, where do I stack up against all the other people that have their cards listed in the PSA inventory? And so there's some just personal pride to that. Honestly, it's nothing more than that. But I mean, we, I, I like to be proud of my collection and I like to see where I stack up against other people. So I, I use the set registry. Now you can um, do a few things. You can request a set. If a set doesn't exist, uh, you can fill out a set request. It gives you the examples and things that you want to, that they will consider to try to make a set. Um, all the different criteria is listed there. And then they have set registry news and it shows new checklists that might've been added. Um, that, Cause they're always adding new sets. I mean, I'm looking at the thing here and it says on 417, which was a week ago, a little over a week ago, they added, I don't know, dozens, a couple dozen, 40 different sets including things like the Frank Wright White rookie set, okay? Todd Zeal master set, Todd Zeal basic set. So they're always adding player sets. People have to request them. And I think you have to have five cards that would be a part of that set in order to request that that set get created. So you have to already be down the road. You can't have them create a set that no one's going to participate in. Even if it's only you, you still have to have some of the cards. And I and I tell you all this because it's uh, really important to kind of know that, hey, maybe it's not for me, but I want to go investigate it and go see if a set is there that I like, that I want. Um, there's a button up here called Start a Set. And so when you hit Start a Set, it will bring up sometime a basic... Uh, Here's based on your inventory, you're able to start these sets for these checklists. And so it'll look at what cards you have in your inventory and give you a list of sets that, hey, maybe you want to start these. Because, for example, um, Carl Yastrzemski basic top set, I have it 100% completed. I've got, there's 24 cards that are required. I don't need any of them. So I'm there. I'm there on the Al Kaline set, Nolan Ryan. Tim Raines rookie set. I mean, it'll give you all kinds of stuff and you may go, yeah, not a big deal. I don't need to do that. Uh, but it might give you some ideas. Then if you're in your inventory and then by the way, when you're in the start set, you just hit start set and it starts the set. 
uh, for you and you can add the cards that you have. So if you're looking at your inventory, you can always click on the card and decide, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to click on a 33 Gaudi Dizzy Dean. Okay. What, what sets could that be a part of? And when you look at the card, you'll have the basic card information there. Uh, the picture of the card, if you have it in there. And then if you go down to sets, there's a whole section. And then below that's all the pricing information that they have for auction prices realized, et cetera. But if you're there, you can say, okay, um, I haven't started uh, a 33 to 41 basic Gaudi set. If I wanted to start that, I could. If I wanted to start a 33 Gaudi Hall of Famer players, I could start that set with this card. This, this card happens to be in a bunch of sets that I've already started, and we're going to go through some of those here in a second. But super easy to see. Okay, what kind of, if I wanted to go down this rabbit hole of, with this card being a starter for that, where would I go? And you can go look at what sets are available to you with that card. So that's kind of cool. Uh, then if you just, there's a tab along the top, there's, you know, dashboard, inventory, and then sets. And so sets is everything that you have started a set for. And so for me, I'm going to show, um, I think I've got a lot. <laughs> I have, I really love just doing this and kind of, it's, it's as much for me. I'll show you here in a, a checklist as anything. Um, and it's really great. There's a lot of sets that I, that I've started just to have the, a checklist of that. I have started 104 different set registries. So that's pretty nuts actually. Uh, and I want to go through some of these because they're my favorites. And that's what I wanted this video and uh, episode to really be about is what are some of my favorites? And one of them is the first one I'm going to talk about is the Tops Final Issue. So several years ago, I was like, hey, I'm going to start collecting all of these Hall of Fame players. I'm going to start collecting their last card. And it, I really meant that, their last card. So for a player like Ted Williams, his last card is actually 1960 Fleer. His last Topps card is 1958. So what I did was submitted a request to have this set created by PSA. And they came back to me and said, basically, well, we'll do it, but we're going to use Topps issues only which seems kind of weird because there are a bunch of players. I can think of another one, Reggie Jackson, for example, who his last tops card is 1987 and his last actual card is 1988 Fleer. He has an 88 Fleer. So to me, his last card is really his 88 Fleer. He also has an 87 tops traded and that's true on a lot of these players, but they will use the last basic, you know, Top Series 1 flagship, let's say, of which update and traded sets are not included as their last final tops issue. And so if I was to click, you can click on just the checklist name itself, and it will pull up a list of who all is, is doing this set. And again, I didn't start this that long ago, and there are currently, I'm looking at the uh, entire list, there are... Oh my gosh, I can't believe how many people are doing this set. 82 people have started this set. Um, 
which is shocking <laughs> considering it's not been around that long. But I am currently number four on that set, on the current finest. It tells you it ranks the set. And the way it does that is it takes your percent complete, your GPA, which is your grade point average, essentially your um, average grade of each of the cards. It will give you a bonus if your card is either a 10 or let's say it's a it's a vintage card and, and a PSA 9 is the highest graded. That's the top pop. It'll call it a top pop. You know, that's the best one you can have. You have it. You get a little a bonus to your ultimate calculation of what your set rating is. And so I am not the number one. I was number one for a long time and some other people came along and started doing this set. So I need to get on board here. I'm actually the second highest in terms of percentage complete, 98.35. I think I only need two cards for this set. And so you can go see who's in front of you. And you, if I wanted to look at uh, a, another person, I could click on their name, their set, if it's public, which most of them are. There's one here that's not, but there's another one that's not. But most of them are, you know, public and you can kind of see, oh, what do they have? And what? Do, how are they ahead of me? And all this kind of stuff. And that's kind of cool. Um, if I was to click on my name, it's pretty handy because it'll show all of my cards from my collection, my inventory that have been added to this set. And it tells me, you know, what grade I have, what the population report is for that card in the grade that I have, how many are higher, et cetera. And that's kind of cool to just see, you know, where you stand on that set. And so for this one, again, I am missing just two cards. But uh, so it shows you here, you know, all the different cards. And it's your little checklist. If And if you have a 10 in a card, like I have a 10 in the 1983 Tops Johnny Bench, it will give it basically a yellow highlight. And you get a plus one bonus. Uh, for the finest graded. And so any card that you have tens on will obviously be the highest that can be graded. And so they will get a bonus, which is kind of neat. I'm scrolling through here. Uh, as I go back, I'm going to go back. You can also, when you're just looking at the set itself, you can view the set checklist. And I think that's super valuable. If you don't want to do the registry, at least if you go in and you want to just get a checklist, you can do that through this without having to enter all your cards if you don't want to. And so it'll give you a list of all the cards considered a part of that set. And you can take a look and, oh, see what their weight is. So that matters because the weight will determine how impactful having that card is on your overall set rating. So card of a six or card of a one is no different than any other card. A six would mean this card is six times more valuable to have in your set. Either it's more scarce, more valuable. There's a lot of, you know, I wish I knew more of the methodology that went behind them determining what the weight of each card should be in a set. Uh, but they didn't ask me. <laughs> so they will, they've put all these cards in here. Uh, what I'm wondering is, has I've requested a card be added to this because recently uh, Scott Rowland 
was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And his card is not on here for his last tops card, which is, I think, 2014 or something like that. 2012, maybe. Uh, so it's not currently listed on this set. And I'll show you what to do. Okay, there's a card that I have that should be a part of the set. And this really happens a lot when you have um, cards that are up for a player run or something or a player master set and PSA just hasn't added it yet. You can go request that they add it. Usually they do it pretty quickly, actually. Uh, this is kind of weird that they haven't. So what I have to do to see that is I'm on the final tops issue and I just click on my name and then it'll bring up a way for you to uh, let's see, what does it say here? Report a cert that should match this checklist. So if you have a card that you think needs to match this checklist for whatever reason, you would click report a cert and then you would, of course, it's giving me an error. Thanks a lot. PSA. You would put in the cert number and where it should go and all that kind of stuff. And off you go. Um, another thing you can do if you start a set. So let me go back to my sets because you got final tops issue. That's one of my favorites. Again, I'm number four on that. I'm only missing two cards. Uh, I've got the post-war rookie set, which is, I want to do a whole video just on that set uh, sometime down the road because it's such a great, just look through the history of cards with all the great rookies from the post-war era which is essentially, if we look here, I'm number, and I only need 10 and I'm number 71. So that tells you how competitive some of these can be. But if you view the set checklist, you know, you've got basically starting in 48 uh, Bowman, 48, 49 Leaf. Uh, it will tell you which cards are included in this. For some players, you'll actually see that two cards can match a set. For example, for Satchel Page, you can have the Leaf or the Bowman rookie, and it would count. Jackie Robinson, same thing. Warren Spawn, Stan Musial, lots of players will have potentially multiple cards that can be included in that set. And so if you put, if you have one of the two, you would put that in and it would count. If you had both of the cards, uh, for example, I have both the Bowman and the Leaf Stan Musials, it'll just, you'll just use the highest one, highest graded one because it doesn't matter which one you have. They, they count the same towards your completion of the set and your rating. They don't, they don't rate them any different in terms of their weight. So it doesn't really matter. But the post-war rookie set is just one of those that I'm slowly working on getting completed because it's just such a great set. Again, I need 10 and I need some that are kind of easy, I guess. Um, Red, Red Shane, Shane uh, <laughs> I can never say his name. Red, I can never say his name. Uh, his rookie card I need. I've got a couple that I need to send in to get graded. I have Bob Lemon. And so, you know, you, it's got to be in a PSA slab to count. And so that's the other thing that does kind of suck. I've always advocated for some type of universal set registry where it wouldn't matter which slab you had it in, if you had the car, even if you had it raw, having the card and completing a set would just be great to have 
a way to track that online that way would be kind of these unique kind of quirky things. I mean, if you have a 72 top set, you know if it's complete or not, but doing stuff like this is just different. Uh, then you have, like I said, post-war rookies. Then what, another big thing I'm working on are all of the decade sets, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And so with the way PSA breaks that down, they don't, they don't bundle them together. They keep each decade as an independent checklist. And so you've got for the fifties tops decade hall of fame, there's 300 cards you could get. I need 32 more. What kind of sucks about that is you don't have any of the Bowman cards. So I've had to create a Bowman hall of fame checklist and set registry for each of those years, 55, 54, 53, 52, 51, and 50. Um, I'm not doing the forties stuff yet, but those decades are great. Cause it shows you all the different hall of famer cards that can be had in each of those decades. And sometimes there's been cards that they haven't included. And so I've requested to have those added and they've done that. Um, uh, you've got number, uh, number seven in the fifties, number 12 in the sixties, number nine in the seventies. And in the eighties, I'm number five. So I don't know if that's where that puts me in all those. I mean, <laughs> each one is kind of its own little animal. And so I just keep adding cards as I get them for each of those decade completions, which for me is again, all bundled together. And then I'm doing kind of offshoot stuff. I, I love my 84 Donruss. So I'm doing a hall of fame run there. That's its own set registry, 89 upper deck is one of those that I have also decided to do the hall of fame run. And again, that's its own set registry. So there's just so many different things you can do with your cards to find something that makes sense for you. Uh, then I've got sets like 50 greatest all time home run hitters. Um, it's just one that I did cause I just thought it was a cool checklist to do, but then there's the 300 great baseball cards by Mike Payne. Of course, that's kind of the thing that started me on set registries. It really got me going and made me really want to dive into it. So I'm currently number five on the 300 great cards. I still need 53 cards according to PSA, but I do have several of these in SGC uh, or Beckett. I, I even have a Beckett slab of one of these. So it doesn't really tell the whole story of how many cards I have for that set. So I have a spreadsheet that does that, which makes it feel kind of like, well, if it doesn't really capture all the information, why would, why would you not just use something that captures all the information? Well, it's not hard to put a card in here and I want it in my inventory anyway. And so it's not a big deal to, to add it in here and have it both places for me. For some people, they would just go, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing that. Well, again, you don't have to. Uh, another one of my favorites is the top 100 cards of the 80s by Mike Payne. That was something that came out a couple of years ago. And I am 23 on that list. And what's cool is if you, there, there are times you can look at it. I know, I know a bunch of buddies that are doing the top 100 cards of the 80s. And so you can go down here and kind of looking like, huh, I wonder if I know these guys, you know, uh, I don't see any of my buddies here on the top 20, 
but at least that I recognize. That doesn't mean they're not there. I just don't know that I recognize them. And then you'll see a lot of names you see multiple times because they're just on so many of them. Um, it's it's uh, pretty cool. All right. Keeping on going. I do have a lot of player runs that I do for set registries. And, and again, this is genuinely just for a checklist because I can pull it up on my app and I can see which ones I'm missing very quickly for a player's run. So when I'm at a show or something like that, I can just pull it up and makes it super easy if you look at your sets. And then I, sometimes I'll do the basic set. Sometimes I'll do a master set. The difference is a basic set is all their kind of main issue cards. So your tops, Fleer, Donruss, if they just have main issue, you know, uh, nationally issued kind of stuff, that will be there. It doesn't include typically all-star cards or it's just flagship tops or flagship cards of a player. If they went through the era, if they were only the tops era or Bowman era, they'll be in those. If they're later in the 80s, 90s, you'll have Fleer, Upper Deck, Score, Donruss, you know, Leaf, whoever, you know, past basically, you know, 81 and beyond, you might have multiple cards in a basic set for said player. Then there's the master set. And the master set is basically everything that player appeared on. I mean, uh, if I look at Willie Mays' set here, it, he's got 343 cards in his master set. So if you wanted kind of every card of Willie Mays, you'd, you'd need 343 of them. Mickey Mantle has 332 cards in his master set. So uh, there's just a lot of players that have a lot of cards. Ted Williams, 176. So you just got to decide what you want to have and collect and look at. Uh, if you want to know all this stuff. And there's been times when I've looked at this master set and gone, oh my gosh, I didn't even know they had a card in that set. And I'd go try to find it. So that can be a, a great tool for that. If that's something you're looking for. Um, yeah. And then I've got my, the, the last two down here, are top 200 and top 250 sports cards in the hobby. So that covers all sports and it's just a bunch of different cards, like the best 250 cards. I, I, I want to say this was Mike Payne, but I can't, I'm not sure. No, I don't think it is actually now that I, it's a Joe Orlando book. I think that he did back in the day and they made a set registry out of it. Top 250 cards, which includes uh, so many different cards from different eras and sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, boxing, even, I think there's a couple of boxing cards in there. So those are things that I, I just thought, man, I, I wouldn't mind getting these, you know, if I see them, I'd, I'd like to own as many of the best sport, sports cards you could possibly have. Uh, and that includes some more modern stuff, but so yeah, that's uh, kind of the set registries in a nutshell. And I know I spent a lot of time going through this. I really hope that you're either inspired to want to start it or this convinced you, yeah, this is why I don't do that. <laughs> this might've done that too. Like it's, it's not overwhelming once you get into it, but it, I can see how it would be daunting at the beginning. If you're like, I've never done this. I don't know where to start. You know, everybody's got unique situations. We're all fingerprints and snowflakes in this hobby. We're all unique. And so what I want you to do is if you have questions, please reach out. 
You can either leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcasts, feel free to send me a message on my Instagram, Baseball Collector Mike. Be happy to you know guide you or help you any way that I can because we all need to help each other. And you know, until you know, you don't know. And there's no dumb questions. And I'll try to be a, a source of information for you if I can. And I'll tell you if I don't know the answer. Uh, there's I certainly don't know everything about this, but I've been doing it a long time and I've found a whole lot of different ways to to skin the cat in terms of building a set registry or using the set registry program and all that. So please reach out. So that's it for today, guys. I just wanted to show you some of my favorite set registries and why I love them. And again, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Please tune in next week. It's going to be an absolutely amazing interview and you won't want to miss it. I promise we'll talk to you soon. Keep collecting.